Good to be with you. A little bit of technology challenge this morning. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I threw a spanner in the works. I, I unplugged something to plug my, my Apple in and everything just went pear-shaped after that. It was a, a, a cacophony of confusion. Um, but we seem to have things <laughs> righted and it is good to both see your face and to hear from you this morning. How are you doing? No, doing great, thank you. All well, all good. And and I'm assuming that uh, even though you have that beautiful mountain down in Cape Town, it is at least cold down there right now. Yeah, cool, sunny, beautiful, glorious. What can we say, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> as as we engage this morning, you are going to need to lead me in terms of what the conversation is going to be about. As I, I am am just struggling right now. Um, to see a reference um, uh, yeah what, what's going on in the state of our nation no I thought this week we could talk about and make a focus the South African Human Rights Commission yes which is also known as the SAHRC yes and as your listeners may or may not know uh, the South African Human Rights Commission is what is called a chapter 9 institution hmm. in other words it's set up by uh, the South African Constitution, by Chapter Nine. There we go. Yes. And other similar, like the uh, public protector. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The, the International Electoral Commission, uh, the public auditor, the public protector. Uh, the, the, these are set up specifically to give a greater level of protection to certain uh, rights in the Constitution. So it, it's like a sort of a belts and braces thing. Um, and what, of course, the, the one we work with often is, of course, the CRL Rights Commission. Um, and, and that's also a Chapter 9 institution. So th- there's been an interesting judgment that I thought it would, would be important to talk about uh, in the Mbombela High Court in Mpumalanga. Mm. And to give you a little bit of background of the case, the South African Human Rights Commission brought a case to the High Court asking for something called a declarator. In other words, they wanted the court to declare that they, the South African Human Rights Commission, have the power to make binding directives. Now, the reason they did this is because they noted that in the uh, famous Encantler case, remember the Encantler case where, um, which actually ultimately ordered an investigation into the whole expenses that were paid to uh, upgrade uh, former President Zuma's home and led, in fact, pretty much directly to the whole state capture uh, commission but they wanted that type of power they wanted the power to say that if they told somebody to do something then they had to do it and furthermore they were asking the court to find that it would in fact be unlawful for somebody to fail to comply with such a binding directives in other words it would be literally illegal and therefore punishable if somebody refused or failed to do what the South African Human Rights Commission told them to do. And of course, what they were doing is they were effectively saying to the Constitutional Court, give us the same powers. They referred back to the Encantler case. They, in fact, they used that exclusively as their sort of reliance so that they could also be allowed, like the public protector, to make binding directives. And uh, fortunately, um, the court took a different view. Well, I mean, Michael, what, what is the purpose of the SA? HRC, uh, according to the South African Constitution, what does what does Chapter Nine say about them? Well, the, the South African Human Rights Commission obviously has has a very different um, 
role to the public protector. Mm. Uh, the, the public protector is, and, and, and again, the, the constitution itself has different sections where it sets up these uh, institutions. The, the public protector's role obviously is very different. It has the power to take appropriate remedial action. Um, in other words, they can literally direct and then you have to do what they ask you to do in order to remedy something which is actually wrong. So, you know, hence the Encantler case was a, was, was, was a very important constitutional court case which held that it, their, their directives are in fact binding and compliance is in fact obligatory. So by contrast to this, the Human Rights Commission only has the power, and again I'm quoting from the Constitution, to take steps to secure appropriate redress where human rights have been violated. And, and that's kind of what you would expect. And of course, uh, as, as is the case of in the CRL and other of these institutions, their powers are further elaborated in an Act of Parliament. So an Act of Parliament was passed in 2013 called the SAHLC Act, and that explicitly sets out its powers and it allows it to make recommendations to government and, of course, to assist complainants to secure redress. But it does not give the SAHLC the power to have such recommendations enforced in its own right. If it wants to do that, then obviously it must uh, go to court and use some piece of uh, you know, legislation or, or, or statute uh, to base its, its, its complaint upon. You, you know, um, Michael, I actually kept abreast of this court case because I just realised if this had have gone pear-shaped, just how bad it would have been um, for the state of religion in South Africa, the freedom of religion in South Africa. But maybe you can just uh, inform the, the listeners uh, what the court said in the judgment and why it was such a good outcome for religious freedom. Well, well the court looked, obviously, at the... Uh, Human Rights Commission's purpose as an institution that's meant to strengthen democracy. And essentially, they said that its role is to use recommendation, persuasion, and discussion to, and as they put it, try to obtain the desired result and change behavior. Uh, they specifically said that the uh, Human Rights Commission does not exercise coercive control. Uh, therefore, it's not the punisher of human rights violations, but rather its role is more as an educator and a transformer and an empowerer. So they said that it does not have the power in itself to penalize, and it must, as mentioned, approach a court to secure an appropriate redress. Uh, and of course, as you say, good news, because mm. had the Human Rights Commission uh, had their request granted, that could have really been problematic for religious freedom rights. And you might recall that for SA Freedom of Religion in South Africa, we were founded because, or after the Human Rights Commission told a local church to remove certain Bible verses from its yes. teaching material because it didn't agree with them, and to send its pastors for sensitization training. And it literally took a significant and very costly battle before this matter was eventually settled. And we faced uh, several other situations where the Human Rights Commission have been involved in cases and they've taken positions which, you know, they claim, well, we're protecting human rights, but actually the one right that they're not protecting and seldom protect, by the way, is the right to religious freedom. And had we been forced to adopt the positions that they had said that we should, then obviously there would have been some significant erosions of religious freedom. And some of these cases, by the way, like you might remember the Boloftabos case, these are still ongoing. So we're, we're very thankful. We think that the court decision was very positive. Um, imagine if they had been able to force their decisions upon everybody as they saw fit with criminal sanctions backing it up. That would have been a very bad day for religious freedom. But uh, thankfully, that hasn't happened. 
and we now have a high court precedent which says that their powers are in fact limited and they are not the same as the public protectors. I mean really good news and and I think off the back of a couple of similar um, advancements or uh, let's say um, uh, stays uh, where religious freedom has been upheld, upheld over the last couple of months uh, in South Africa. So very grateful for both the work that you're doing but also for some positive advancements in South Africa uh, on these matters. I have no doubt that there are many issues that are at play at the moment and uh, that there will be some victories won and some uh, and some losses incurred as the um, debate continues to go between the church and the state, but I'm grateful for this victory. Um, it is uh, good for the side of righteousness. And maybe just to point listeners, Michael, in closing, uh, to where they can go if they're interested uh, in more information on this and other religious freedom matters in South Africa. Uh, I'm right in saying your website is a great port of call. They can sign up for a newsletter there. Um, and then alternatively, for those that are plugged into social media, the right place to go would be to your Facebook page, which they can just type in Freedom of Religion South Africa, and you guys would be the, the page that comes up. Yes, absolutely. And two quick things. Number one, we have a newsletter about to go out. So uh, our, all the latest updates will be going out. So if you sign up today, you're going to get a newsletter probably sometime early next week. We only send them out about once every sort of like, you know, eight, 10 weeks or so. Um, so that would be a good thing. And also just to say, I'm going to be in Port Elizabeth or Quebec. Ah, that's my hometown. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced it right, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be in, in, in Quebec at the Word of Faith. And there's going to be an open meeting uh, for anybody who wants to attend. And that's going to be on Wednesday, the 22nd uh, at uh, 8 to 9 a.m. So if you want to come hear it and ask questions and whatever, then please uh, just come along Word of Faith. That's Wednesday the 22nd, 8 to 9 a.m. Ah, great stuff. Thank you so much, uh, Michael. Always enjoy speaking to you and engaging with you. Uh, grateful for the conversation with you. Uh, I do hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Mark. <laughs>